All right. Hima Black here with Dynasty X. We are back after a break. Um, I'm here with, I think, Michael Wing from Autograph and Midnight Conspiracy, from what I've heard, and Public TV. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How's it going, man? Good. <laughs> so I didn't just get to see you last night. So. Yeah, I, we haven't spent the last year. Yeah. Michael and I are bas- basically dating. We've yeah. spent the last year working uh, with Public Hotel, where we are broadcasting this from, on a really cool project called Public TV, where we've been like live streaming live DJ sets from a party bus that you bought. Yeah. And that's been every Friday and Saturday night for the last year. So like you and I, and then we have all these like check-in calls during the week. So. You and I have spent so much time together, but I really wanted you to be a part of this because yeah. you've been an awesome part of the podcast. And I know, I've you since you've like started it. So It's crazy, man. Um, so thank you for coming up. I mean, you were here setting up the room with me last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, aside from all the time that you and I see each other, you like, you tour, you know, Autograph is a big deal. You guys like get to do international gigs. Like, how has that been? How has it been like just being out on the road and playing, a, you know, all these places across the country or across the world yeah it's been awesome um yeah just getting to go meet different people see different things kind of been the most rewarding part of it and you know it's just <laughs> just what it <laughs> is know, I guess just, yeah it's just touring internationally it's, as a DJ that's all I mean sometimes it's, it kind of sucks because you don't get to really like spend time in cities because it's like in and out like you know a lot of places for less than 24 hours but you know right. when you get a chance to see places it's probably the most rewarding part of it what are your favorite places to go I know you just went to LA and it sounded really really fun but what are your favorite cities to go to uh, like in the US Los Angeles and San Francisco yeah. probably up there New York's really cool um, East and West Coast tend to have really good especially for what I'm doing at least tend to have really good parties that kind of vibe really well yeah um, looking forward to doing uh, some stuff in Brazil next like two weeks from now so excited for that I mean that's so crazy it's like you're just you know, just yeah. going to Brazil <laughs> Like, I remember, because you and I, you and I met through our mutual friend, Zarin, and we became friends and also, like, collaborators at a time where both of us were building things. Yeah. Where I was not able to do a live podcast on the 17th floor penthouse of a hotel. You were not able to go to Brazil. Like, did you I lived ever... in a basement of an art gallery that I owned. <laughs> did you Legit. think you would get to this point where you're just like, oh, yeah, then I'm just going to Brazil next week? Yeah. It was such, like, because it's been, like, 10 years since I've been back in Chicago and just slowly working towards this. It's just, like, sometimes you look back at it and it just feels really surreal. But I think, like, when you're going, you don't really even realize, you know, the next step because it's just, like, happening so fast and you're just constantly working towards different things. And, you know, I've been doing this project for almost two years now and it's constant, nonstop, just working and looking forward to the next thing and not really you don't get too much time to like just sit back and look at what you've accomplished sometimes no but it, it, <laughs> it is crazy because I do remember like you know when you when you lived in kind of shitty lofts yeah. or like you your, your life was just not at the point where it is now man um, and like I said you and I have worked together on this project at Public Hotel for the last year and doing a hotel project was something I was really passionate and I still am but I really wanted to do it for a really long time you and I went, like, literally door-to-door to, door to different hotels trying to make it happen. This was, like, a couple of years ago, just dropping off yeah. one sheets. Like, hey, like, streaming, it's cool. Let's do it. And, and nobody bid <laughs> until, until public yeah. with Laura Modica, who we have to give a huge shout-out to. But what, you know, at this point, when you and I started, like, working together on that idea, you had already, like, toured the world. You already had two successful DJ groups, Midnight Conspiracy and Autograph. What made you think like, yeah, let me spend my weekends working on a streaming thing when that like when that was not a thing? 
why did you want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you just do what you find interesting. Like, you know, when, when I stopped doing Midnight Conspiracy and started Autograph, a lot of people were like, why are you giving up something that you've signed to alter with and you've toured the world with? And like, why would you want to do something new and different when you have like a really like established something? It's like, for, for me, it's always just been like, whatever I see that kind of interests me, I really want to go after that stuff. So like streaming and this idea of being able to stream live DJs and work within like a hotel environment is really different than a show environment. It kind of lives online, which is something that really interests me. Yeah. I mean, it's been yeah. really cool. Like, Literally, the fact that we can do this yeah. is so enormously cool. I wanted to do this idea for so long. Like, I was pitching other hotels. I'm like, let's do live streaming podcasts. Even before it was live streaming DJs, yeah. I wanted to do this. And it took the 10-year anniversary <laughs> Dynasty podcast. Here we are, 10 years happened. later. <laughs> That's why I was like, yo, let's do 10 hours of it to make up yeah. for the fact. But it's been really cool, man. And it's like, you are somebody who, having worked with you on the podcast, this live stream, all this stuff, like... You're somebody who does not ever, like, you never give less than 500%. It's never, like, you don't cut any corners. You're just, like, we have to get everything right. And you take so much pride in your work. Where does that come from? What's that like, Michael? (laughs) Hey, part of it is not wanting to go back to living in a basement beneath an, I don't know. It's, It's tough to say. It's just a drive to do things and just knowing that there is no security there. If things fail, you just keep going with it and. You know, for me, that's kind of been a big driving force. And just also just doing things that I've always been interested in. Like, I want to give 500% because I'm interested in the things that I'm doing, and you know. Yeah. Um, you know, we have all these, all these producers here who are, like, younger Columbia talent, who are, like, web designers, like, musicians, producers, like, guest producers, like, all these people who are really young and talented and ambitious. Like, what advice would you give them? Uh, How did they get to go do to Brazil? Do what you're passionate about. I don't know. Do what you're passionate about and don't stop doing what you're passionate about. And don't don't create a fallback plan. I think that, because with, with that, not having this fallback plan for me just made me have to succeed at what I was doing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's amazing because it's like, that sounds really like straightforward, but it's really true. Yeah. Um, what else is coming up for for Autograph and everything else you're doing? So let's see, next weekend I'll be in Nashville and Atlanta for some stuff. And then after that, going to South America for a week. We got a really cool, we're doing this boat party in Asia in the end of November. I'm really stoked for it. It's called It's the Ship. It's kind of like this holy ship version of Asia. We play five nights for on a boat, basically, that I think holds like a couple thousand people. And it just cruises around from Singapore. So I'm really stoked for that. Um, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's working on an album that will come out mm-hmm. early next year. So, and that's an autograph album. That's our yeah. So we've we've only put one song out so far. It's an original. That's not a that's remix. Stream. Yeah, yeah. Stream. And then you know, besides that, it's just been tons and tons of remixes for different people. So I'm really excited to put out some of our original stuff. And but doing the remixes has been obviously a great way to get the name. Yeah, out yeah. And get people. It's you cool know, having people like. We've done, I think, like, you know, like, big names like Avicii and Alessio reach out to us and ask us to do remixes for them. And then people like Odessa and Grizz who've come out and reached out to us and really like our sound. You know, kind of just, like, all over the place in terms of people reaching out in terms of their music, liking the sound we're doing. So it's exciting. No, man, that's awesome. Um, we got to move more people in here. You yeah. can hang, though, if you want. I'm waiting for this peanut butter chocolate cake that I was promised. My so. parents are on their way <laughs> with peanut butter chocolate cake. Um... We can bring Michael Mass in. Cool. Hold on just a moment. All right. So, 
Hi. Keeping it going. How's it going? Come on in. Live stream. Yeah, exactly. I'm just just letting you know. All right. Well, hey. keeping it going. We are. Is this are all these mics mics? Yeah. All these mics are. <laughs> There's not one that's actually e- chocolate or something like. <laughs> the weather outside is weather. Yeah, all these mics are live. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sweet man, we are almost to hour eight of Dynasty X. Holy the cow! Ten hour anniversary, ten ten year anniversary, ten hour live broadcast of Dynasty podcasts from the Public Hotel. Um, and I'm here with Jack and Greta from My Gold Mask. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Good. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Living off bagels in between interviews. Nice. You know? Yeah. This is exciting. It is, man. That's yeah. exciting. As your shoes. Oh. Are yeah. those signed at the bottom? Or am I imagining that? <laughs> there's I'm some, there's some writing at the bottom. Probably. What do your shoes say? Um, <laughs> I, it says, uh, I, be awesome. I don't know. I, good manners. I don't know. I, I, it's hard to read. I've been stepping on the words a little bit. Who signed them, I guess? No, maybe. no. It's a, it's a brand called Fluvog. Oh, okay. And there's messages on the bottom of the shoes. I thought it was yeah. amazing, like, sign your shoes and you're going to have like, this incredible story. I signed my like, own shoe. I was just like, yeah. Like, I, had Gre- I had Greta sign my shoe. <laughs> Actually, Greta signed someone's ass not too long ago. Really? Where was that? Um, Shubin's. At Shubin's. Someone yeah, asked, our last show. Yeah, right someone on. asked. To, yeah. I got to sign a booty. And it was, was really it wasn't, fun. You've made it. It wasn't the booty I would have hoped that someone would have <laughs> asked her to sign. But It was not a bad booty. It was, it was all right. Okay. <laughs> right on, man. Yeah, whatever. It was a do- it was, yeah, she signs my booty sometimes, too. Yeah, shoes, all of it. <laughs> um, how is everything in the world of My Gold Mask? What's going on? It's good. It's really busy right now. Uh, we're wrapping up. Uh, we recorded a full length. Um, We've got album art, done mixing, mastering, wow. track lists. Like yeah, we're just getting we're ready. To just getting ready to release. Well, it's gonna be. What it's not gonna saying? be released until 2016, but um, we're gonna be rolling out singles and stuff like that up until then. I mean, that's a strategy that works really well for you guys. Is the singles? Oh well, yeah. I mean. Not to say the album won't. <laughs> I'm not being like, yeah, no, just, no, you no. know, stick with what you no, know. No, totally. Um, it has. I mean, we, we've enjoyed releasing singles, but at some point, you know, it's like this is a larger piece to us, like a piece of art. Uh, so we do feel like it's time where we want to release the records as, as um, sort of a, a – to, to sort of um, enca- encapsulate everything that – that we uh, are saying in the music in in one package. Um, I still like to listen to albums. I mean, so many people, including myself, listen to singles a lot most of the time, but there's something about an album, and that's something that we still feel is important to do. But the singles have been great. I mean, it it definitely is something that sort of keeps the ball rolling and everything. Absolutely. Yeah, but um, it's time. It's time for an album, and that's what we're uh, working towards. So, when was the last Michael Mask album, or has there never been a full length? I know there have been EPs. We've no, there's done been full two length. full lengths. That's what I thought. And so this is going to be our third. Okay. Yeah, and I we've thought. done two EPs, two full lengths and two EPs. So then this will be our third. Singles. Yes. And then the singles. Sometimes we really have like a body of work at this point. We do at this point. We have yeah. a lot of music. It would be like a discography stretch at like Shubas <laughs> or Beat Kitchen or something, like three or four nights. Well, and it's <laughs> funny because we, I mean, we play, we always have new stuff, even, even that we haven't recorded yet. So whenever we play live, we're actually usually playing something that's not even on any recording yet. Um, yeah. But we're just always writing. We're always writing new music. We lo- that's that's part of something we love to do is write. Um, 
Uh, Greta's always writing lyrics about her writing anxiety. Writing on your shoes. Writing on shoes. No, writing on shoes. Yeah. I'm putting we, these we, shoes we, down. Wow, They're too, distra- too distracting. Too distracting. Like, sorry. No, go ahead. We kind of like to go through our growing pains on stage. Um, yeah. I think we kind of like that whole, like, audit, audience, like, feedback, like, really reading our audience with, like, stuff that we're um, thinking about doing, so. Yeah, I mean, some bands, like, they won't read, they, another they won't play something until it's completely finished, but it's not how we are. We'll actually play things a little halfway finished mm-hmm. sometimes just because we, we can't You're wait. We, we just mm-hmm. can't wait. That's what I mean, comedians do. Yeah. They go and play writers, a little show. Yeah. We, but really what exactly. it is is we just can't wait. We just, we just, <laughs> we just I mean, you know, that's definitely a, a, something that we get out of it, but we just, we just write and we're excited about the next thing. But, we we had a couple of full lengths, but the first one gets overlooked a lot because it was a nine song uh, when we first started. When it was just me and Greta writing, like experimenting in our house, and the the music was completely different. I mean, there was like folky things, there was jazzy things, there was all kinds of different stuff um, that isn't there now. So I think that sometimes people uh, don't consider that a full length album because it's nine songs, but it was though. But, yeah, this will be the third full length then. That's crazy, though. Like, and again, you guys have this body of work, which is really impressive. But once you have this record that you're like, it sounds like you're getting ready to unleash. Like, what does that bring you to? What does that unlock for My Gold Mask? Or what are you able to do with that? I will finally be able to levitate. And I think (laughs) on the album release, I I will finally be able to do that. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, there's that. But, no, it's just (laughs) exciting to, to sort of... Put it all in in one. It, it an album to me is a is a piece of art in itself. It tells a story, if you will. Not that it's a concept album or anything like that, but it just has a theme to it, and it sort of makes the songs have some context when they're with each other in a, in a larger piece. And um, yeah, not everyone listens to albums that way anymore, but I, I think it's awesome when if you can make an album that sort of takes you from one point. And you and keeps you listening to the end. That's our goal, and sort of gives you a, another view on the songs that you might not have had if you would have listened to them individually. If that makes sense. Yeah. We took an interesting approach with this one too. We kind of switched um, gears as far as like uh, aesthetic. Like we we took a little bit of a lighter note on some of the songs, so it does kind of do this whole like good witch bad witch thing. <laughs> um, which I'm kind of curious to see. Not that. as dark yeah. as some it's of the other Michael Mask. I was going to ask like about the sound because yeah, like Michael Mask has always been this like very ethereal, ambient, like maybe not ambient, but like kind of like nocturnal, arcane. I sure. think you'll still get some of that, but right. um, it definitely like teeters and kind of like rides both of the razor, the razor's edge of like good witch, bad witch. I think. I think also, it has like. Um, the production sound is a little bit more like a crystal it's as a opposed little, to like an amethyst. It's not as dark. Our last album was really dark and it was really sort of like the tones were really heavy and there was a lot of effects and it was like we went for that. That was intentional. Right. Uh, this is, we've let the light in in every in a lot of sense. In the songwriting as well as in the production, which we're working with Sanford Parker and Baltazar DeLay, which are two really amazing Chicago uh, producers and musicians um, in their own projects. And um, they both 
tag teams this. Exactly. So that kind of gives it like a nice like. And there's a more electronic element. There's more synths, and the synths were sort of done by us and uh, Jim, uh, James Andrew, who's our drummer and also electronic guy, and he did a lot of that stuff, as well as the producers. Uh, so it's been it, that was a sort of like there's a lot of uh, people that worked on this album because we started it off where it was like me and Greta and that was it and now it's opened up to a lot more people that have been involving themselves. We have remixes coming out with um, actually Professor Fox is working on one mm-hmm. and uh, he was here earlier. Yeah, he's, he's worked with everybody. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. doing a remix and then yeah. we've got like uh, Crystal okay. Castle's engineer uh, Alex Zelenka is going to do one. Nice. Um, We've got uh, actually Team Wish Fan Club is working on a remix right He's now. He's getting all sorts of all sorts yeah. of press right now. Yeah, we're doing a show with him at Virgin Hotels on September third. Nice. So we're busy, but it really it's not so much like touring and all that. It's more like getting it's getting ready for this, and we're just really excited for people to finally hear it because we've been working on it for a while. Some of the singles that have been out are going to be on the album, but they were remixed, and they're 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 going to sound yeah. a little different than they did before. And you said six, like 2016? Yeah, mm-hmm. early 2016. But there'll be videos and there'll be... We have a couple of videos we're going to be yeah, kind of releasing. And in, singles and all that stuff. Just about to start, really. So. All right. So we're right on the verge of it. And then you think uh-huh. like South by Southwest-ish? Probably. Kind of? I mean, that's yeah. what South we're thinking. Southwest. And then sure. just we're going to see where the album takes us from there. Um, we're just excited for people to hear the music. I mean, that's what that's what it's about for us. And then from there, it's up to the it's up to you know the people at that point, like where it takes where it goes after that. You know what I mean? We'll be doing a guest sure. appearance with someone for Riot Fest too on September 11th. That's yeah. awesome. Someone's yeah. going to be here Soon. shortly. Yeah, yeah. she is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it. Jack and Greta, Michael Mask, lots of cool new stuff, and I'm really excited to hear like a more light. Mm-hmm. A, you know, kind of brighter, my gold man. It'll be, I mean, for us, you know, we think we're being light we sometimes. Think we're being light and it's and like, this is still kind of dark, but no, it is a different sound. So- it's yeah. a different sound <laughs> than the last record for sure. Yeah. And also, congratulations to you and uh, thank you so yes. much for uh, all your years of. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys for always being a part of it, man. It's always been Hell yeah. Well, thanks thank for you. having thank us you. be a You've part been of there it. For yeah. a lot Hell yeah. Of no. Hell yeah, dude. It's exciting. Thank you. Yeah. And we've got a poster in the green room if you want to sign it. Sweet. Sweet. Awesome. Will do. Everybody else has been like, I already did. I only signed <laughs> shoes, though. That's my yeah. Thing. Just whatever. <laughs> I signed shoes. You can yeah. sign and asses. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Jack and Greta, Michael Mask, new music on the horizon. Thank you guys so much for everything. Thank you, Thank honey. You. Yeah, really, Sweet. really appreciate it. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. We'll keep moving. You hang in there, man. <laughs> He's doing great. Yeah, yeah we're almost there. We're almost there. Thank you guys. Take the shoes. Well, thanks, <laughs> Thank you. A couple more bagels and. <laughs> okay, we're good to go. We're Hi. Back. All right, Dynasty X. We're in the fortieth hour. Of the broadcast. Jeez. Day um, two, Captain's Log. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hour number eight, uh, Dynasty X, the 10-year, 10 10-hour 10 anniversary broadcast of Dynasty Podcasts. My name is Jaima Black. I'm here with Maggie and Emily and John, off camera, from Celine Neon. How are you guys doing? Really good. good. How are you doing? So I'm good. hanging in there. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you seem oh. pretty good. Yeah, you seem good. Yeah. Seem no, good. I'm good. Crew looks good. good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I love the Harley Quinn 
Thank you. Yeah. I wore these just for you. I need oh, love it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Somebody else, uh, we had you, who is the singer of Hemingbirds in here earlier. They're a great indie band. And I was like, oh, are you going to perform one of your songs? And he's like... Oh, that's right. They did that Pumpkins cover, Yeah, he's right? like, no, it's, it's you. I'll do a Pumpkins cover. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's a really special day. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't yeah. think about how much you'd love that. So, no, it's been going really well. I have an amazing crew here that is really... Holding it down, Ingrid, Probe, Audrey, Mary. Is Lavender still here? Lavender had to go. Okay, mm-hmm. that's all right. Well, Lavender is holding it down. We have Marcus here off camera who we'll talk to. We're going to get all you guys on camera before the end of the night to talk about what you're doing with the podcast because Marcus is working on our website, but everybody's doing nice. amazing work. Awesome. Um, thank you guys for coming up. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. We're happy to be here. You've got an amazing lineup. You've got like, I feel like we are like sneaking in between all of our favorite bands. You got My Gold Mask, you got the Rapper Chicks. Yeah. You got Autograph, who I don't formally know, but I like your stuff. What's up, dude? Yeah, my gold is good people. Sup. Um, so yeah, we're thrilled to be here. No, I love it. Um, I was talking to someone a couple days ago on this broadcast, um, and we were talking about like I, I honestly don't remember. But somehow you're in it. You got <laughs> Stop. Okay, fine. Yeah. It's really hard to think back to earlier today yeah, when it was loud. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, that was the before time. Uh-huh. But we were talking about the interview that I did with you guys and, and just how much fun that the was. The Notorious Bilf interview? Yeah, the <laughs> Bilf interview. Hashtag Bilf. <laughs> that was a blast. It was. And yeah. that was like really, I mean, I had known you guys before, but that was the first time we did something on mic. And that was such... An incredible experience. So thank you guys for such a great interview last yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For and sure. then, you know, we should say that, like, since then, we've done a couple projects. Yeah. Like, you guys came to my house. You yeah. did a, we did a photo music shoot. video there. Yeah, we did a photo music shoot. Video, and photo yeah. shoot. Yeah. It was it's great. It's been awesome. Yeah. We really enjoy working with you. Yeah, oh, that's really sure. nice. Yeah. I think we work easily together. I yeah. hope that you feel the same way. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, how are things for Celine Neon right now? Blown up. Yeah. 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 We are just so busy just playing shows and really working on um, a lot of new videos and just finishing up recording our second EP, which is due out in November. Yeah. Wow. We're, we're heading to LA in uh, like 10 days or so. <laughs> oh, man. We're going back to LA, uh, to, LA. to finish recording our second EP. Um, How long are you going to be there? I'm going to be out there for a week or so. I'm okay. only going to be out there for like four days. Four I'm days. just like going in, going to the studio, leaving again. I'm only asking because Kanye is performing Dude, 808s and Heartbreaks next month there. And the I'm 29th. just really thinking. I think it's the 25th. Maybe. I thought it was the 25th. Where at? Uh, Hollywood, Hollywood Bowl. Bowl. And I'm really thinking like, yo. I know. Oh my God. I know. That sounds should amazing. Should we go? Like, I, should we like live stream a trip leading out in Dynasty Podcast? I would I would do that. Don, yeah. Yeah. our tickets already a million dollars. Seven trillion dollars. Hollywood Bowl is huge. I've never been. I mean, well, sounds like we need to take a field trip. Yeah, Yeah. let's take a field trip to (laughs) LA. Yeah, you've got the party bus. Yeah, load up the party bus. (laughs) Yeah, road trip. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So you guys are going to LA in a week. Uh, What do you do when you're there? Like, you know, you're you're obviously hitting the studio, but what else happens when Celine Dion hits LA? What did we do last time? Anytime we we're there. Yeah. Oh, we go shopping. Well, we went shopping yeah. for the video, but I feel like anytime yeah. we're there, we are, we are there to like do, do some stuff. Yeah, we're we like, work. All right, we've got three days. In three days, we've got to yeah. shoot 10 music videos. We've got to record. We've got to do this and that, blah. Yeah. So we'll probably do our usual whirlwind adventure. Yeah. Um, maybe attempt to go to the beach at some point. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. We, you and I have never successfully made it to the beach together. We've attempted many <laughs> times. 
And shit has always just gone terribly yeah. wrong. So. Well, I don't know what it is about that. Maggie's cursed. Well, I've gone to the beach many times without you. Wow. And it's worked. <laughs> oh. Last time I was in L.A., I went to the beach. It was fine. Well, you know what, Maggie? I've gone to the beach without, without you, too. I know. That's and what I, had a, I had a great time. Listen, that's what and the we were nice getting at. I thought we no. were getting at the fact that when we try to go together... It never works. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and take the beach off the table for us in wow. LA for the sake of the I band. I never. And our friendship. Even the beach is wanted your to yeah. go to the beach. I never <laughs> even brought it up. Okay. Wow. And I also literally, I can't think of what else we did in LA besides I don't work. Know. We worked. But I mean. But it's fun. Yeah. Also, who am I kidding? Like, I don't want to do anything else but record and make music videos. Right. When I'm you guys are like kind me. Like, like, it's too work much is the most fun, fun thing right. you yeah. can do. Yeah. Especially when you're doing it with your BFF. Yeah. Aww. Aww. Outside of the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, right on. But you guys, like you said earlier, like, you guys are very busy right now. And I feel like that's something Celine Dion does really well is like firing on all cylinders and having a lot of projects in play at all times. How do you manage that? Other than like doing everything in my apartment, <laughs> through an extensive series of email chains, many I don't know. emails and the Google Suite. Um, yeah, Maggie and I kind of we've gotten pretty good at the divide and conquer. Yep, and I just have a personality where like I um, I don't really. If I get too relaxed, I get really depressed. Yeah. And so I'm not somebody that really wants to, like, you know, just not have anything going no. on. Unscheduled like, time is not good. Yeah. I like to be busy all yeah. the time. No. I'm a project person. I like having a constant stream of projects yeah. all the time. Yeah. I, I used know. to think that I didn't and I wanted to relax and stuff, but then I would get too relaxed and I'd be like, I feel really sad. I don't know why. And I finally realized that it was... Uh, I, I like to, I don't like to be constantly, I like to be constantly busy making art. Yeah. Right. You know, and so when I'm singing and making videos and producing stuff and creating things, like, that's, that's when I'm happiest. Yeah, it's so. really out of fine. Yeah. I you mean, know. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. why I'm like, yo, let's do a 10 hour run. And you guys know I, I originally wanted this to be 24 hours. I was thinking about that. I know. I'm, it's such a good idea that I didn't do that. No, you'd be. Oh my God. Yeah. You'd be you'd a maniac crazy. right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're almost at the end though. And legit. This has flown. Yeah, I was gonna say. Bye. It feels like we've done this for about twenty minutes. Okay. Wow. I bet everybody else in the room is <laughs> the, like. The other crew no. is like, no, and no. And no. Ingrid's like, no. Why no. did I sign up for this? <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, it's been like, yeah, it's been about an hour. Yeah. We've done this for eight hours. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so you guys, like, you have John here. Are you guys gonna perform live? Is yeah, we're yeah. gonna do some acoustic versions of our songs. We're really excited about it. I'm really jazzed about it. We mm. never what. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? I just, the word. Jazzed? Yeah. Okay. I love saying jazz. I do too. Okay. I'm really jazzed about I'm it. I'm jazzed yeah. too. Um, to do this stuff acoustically, it's really fun. We never do. We never do this. No, we don't. We never just sit around and like jam with a guitar. Like, we're not about that life. But um, I'm really excited to do Johnny it. Johnny is. Johnny is definitely. He's ready to just noodle his face off. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm out also. Of your way. I'm really excited for everyone to finally understand how hey. deeply sad these okay. songs are <laughs> without <laughs> with with all the uh, the lasers and stuff pulled away from it. Yeah, sad songs and Harley Quinn hair. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's my hi. Birthday. Yeah, it is. You're welcome. <laughs> hi. You're welcome for that. Um, all right, I'm gonna get out of your way. I'm gonna let you guys perform live. Cool. Me on live on Dynasty X. It's lit. <laughs> Okay, you gotta stop looking at me with that face. 
asked you for an Easter egg hunt full of blow and you complied. I knew then you were the one I'd blacked out for all my life. You gave me drugs. You gave me drugs. When your best friend had that fentanyl patch and we freebased it all night. I knew then that I could be your strung out junkie wife. You gave me drugs. You gave me drugs. And I, I never felt so I vomited from the pills I was fed Then I drank it off all night Oh, you gave me drugs Yeah, you gave me drugs Oh, yeah, 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 yeah Showing up to the party with a candy man Can really make your night before
always works I look at you because I want your eyes So you give it to me But the eyes are to cry But I can't let one trip go Wanna drown, wanna die And all friends and foes are like Damn, she fucked up for that guy No She go real fucked up for that guy That's why I'm taking a vacation from feeling nice Give it up, baby, just let me give it up
like I was paranoid Always thinking I could feel the void It'll do that to you oh, My addicts know what I've been through And now I'm finding my way out You call and you tell me now That I'm the one that you're all about oh, Baby, I don't want you I'm not nowhere else to run I'm so high up, blinded by the sun Is that what you want, babe? Tell me, is that how you want me? Cause I think I finally see the light I think I'm feeling it warm and bright And that's what I want, babe Is it really true to me? catch me you always forget me you never protect me but you know i can't blame you for all the shit that i've been through yeah that's all my stuff it made me tough and now it's gonna build me up and i don't wanna run wanna stay See me 
us to do it yeah oh God, we're honored so to be fun. here yeah. congratulations yeah. no like Congrats. this is great yeah it's like you know there were there were so many people that i was like they have to be a part of this but you guys are absolutely like one of the acts that had to be a part of this you know? <laughs> thank you um <laughs> and it's been really cool getting to like really build out a lot of projects with you guys because mm-hmm. there's yeah. a lot of artists that like you know i have them on the podcast or something and that's great but like we've kind of taken it a step further where like you guys are coming over and doing like photo shoots videos yeah. like really like extended collaboration and that kind of stuff is awesome because I'm like you guys I like being busy I like doing creative collabs like it's just boring otherwise you know? yeah. yeah and I think Chicago's a great place for that um, oh my god absolutely. it's perfect yeah. that's one of the things I think has really been emphasized today is just like how how hard working everyone is and how collaborative how collaborative everyone wants to be mm-hmm. yeah for sure for uh, sure yeah this is awesome. Speaking can, of collabs, we yeah. have a remix coming out with, I think, your next guest. So, yeah. Rapper Chicks Up Next. Yeah. 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 We've got a remix coming out with them real soon here. Like, yeah. Sweet. Within the next week or so. It oh, wow. Yeah, so like, right around the corner. Yeah, dude. Hi, so hi, 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 hi. It's getting really real here. All right, we have rapper chicks joining us here on Dynasty X. Fluffy, Psalm One, Angel Davenport. You got the the mask. I love it. It's my new costume. Yeah, let's pull the mic. Yeah, how are you guys doing? I'm, I'm Kizzy, hologram Kizzy. Oh, hologram Kizzy. That, that's who she is today. <laughs> no, I'm, oh, kid, no, I'm kidding. Formerly known as. Yeah. We're loopy. You know, we just got back from um, Indianapolis last night. That's right, because so. you guys were oh, just geez. like straight up coming straight here, right? Yes. Yeah, we've been up for like 24 hours. Damn. Oh my God, I yes. totally appreciate you being here. <laughs> we would not miss it for the world. Oh my God. Um, we did a really fun interview at South by Southwest. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, in the lobby <laughs> of, uh, I think, the Omni or one mm-hmm. of those hotels down there. But it was a blast. Like, how have you guys been? How's the year treating you? Um, <laughs> it's been a crazy year. It's been um, a lot of us figuring out our musical direction, you know? Cause yeah. Because we do have so much versatility, and we love collabing with our friends, and... Um, I don't know. We finally put together this album, which is really exciting. Really? So straight up, like, legit Rapper Chicks album? Rapper yeah. Chicks yeah. album. Rapper Chicks yeah. album. Right on. <laughs> what are the details? Like, when can we hear that? Kizzy? Um, I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking late October. We're going to go on the oh, road. Oh, so that's, like, some... right. Yeah, the right music's the done. Future. We're figuring out a couple of the cool things for the videos. And uh, I'm taking these ladies on, on the road with me um, to the East Coast. Right on. In uh, mid middle October, so I kind of wanted to release something around that time. Um, yeah. So we're also waiting on a few other like cool like interview type things. So it's uh, really about the timing of it. Um, the cool thing about the music climate right now, you can kind of drop when you wanna, and you have yeah. like, when you kind of have all your ducks in a row. So we're just getting those little duckies. 
in a row. But the Wait, music. Time. Yeah, what did Dex smoke? I don't know. Quack. <laughs> All right, we can wow. end it there. Oh my god, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah, no, that's awesome. So you're saying East Coast? Where, like, what part of the East Coast were you going? I'm going to Boston. Right. Uh, Which is super exciting because we have friends there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we have people that we're like really excited to collaborate with. So it's like dual purpose when we can, you know, yeah. get everything going. Yeah, um, we're going to some place in New Hampshire I've never played, and uh, Portland, Maine. We're going to. I'm trying to get a New York City show, but um, those those ducks aren't in a row yet. So. All right. Yeah. <laughs> those ducks are quite. Those are ducks. And then you guys have a collaboration. You said dropping next week. So oh, yeah. when is it coming up? Yeah. Juicy, yeah. juicy. This, this has juicy. to be the week. We can't um, wait anymore. Yeah. We're so excited yeah, we've about been it. Sitting on it. It's got to go. Yeah. It's, we got to get it out there. Yeah. Is this the collab you guys did it? And I wasn't able to make the show, and I'm so bummed, but it's not, I heard that you guys did the collab at Lincoln Hall. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. oh my yeah. God. It was so I'm so bummed fire. I missed that. It it's was like, a panty dropper. Oh, my God. It really was. Mine, mainly. Yeah. And that whole bill was so great. Like, Zoe Wise, I'm a huge fan of Zoe Wise. Everyone in Moniker. Yeah. You know, so when I missed that, I was really, really bummed because that was an incredible lineup and a great celebration of Chicago talent. Yeah. Like I liked that it was an all-local... You yeah. know, it's always great when, like, a local act opens for a national, because that's a good look, but mm-hmm. I love that that was just this incredibly strong Chicago bill. It was mm-hmm. And it was strong. a lot of chicks on stage. Yeah. yeah. Like, so many chicks so many on stage. I talked to so many people mm-hmm. after the show were, like, that moment was absolutely electrifying. Mm-hmm. To have, like, the five of us up there was... And you can feel it, too. I mean... I feel it now. I do, too. I'm feeling it. I almost (laughs) kidnapped them that night. Yeah. (laughs) I did. I was like, man, I think I can take these girls. Yeah. (laughs) Well, speaking of Chicago women and that show, Kizzy, I heard that uh, Zoe Wise introduced herself to you at that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying that she had a dream about you. Yeah. She did. I was standing there for that. I was like... Bold yeah. opening line. I like that. She was talking about that earlier today. I was like, yo, I'm going to I'm gonna hold on to that later <laughs> that, on That's tonight. how you get me, you know? <laughs> You're like, tell me more. Yeah, like, what what was I doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. So you got the album dropping in October. You guys got the East Coast tour dates coming up. What yeah. else has happened, either for, like, your individual projects or? Yeah, my album, uh, Psalm One Loves You, or Polly, is going to be coming out r- right before the Rapper Chicks album. So it's going to be just like a... Oh, wow. Wham, wham. wham. Nice. Thank you, ma'am. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, so, of course, we're playing Riot Fest. Woo! Oh, yeah, that's yeah. 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 Awesome. Juicing. Yeah. We just um, finished our residency at the Chicago Cultural Center. That's in preparation so cool. for the Riot Fest show. So Was that with DK or it was. Shout out to Department of Cultural Affairs. Special, special events. events. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, man. DK's DK's has done a lot with Dynasty Podcast, so is true Chicago. But I think it's this really great moment in Chicago where like the city offices are really getting behind the music scene here. Definitely. And it's really, really positive. And there's a lot of possibilities that can come from that. So Absolutely. Just... No, that's great to see. Um I love that, man. Let's see. <laughs> We're doing. Oh yeah, we got time. Nice. I'm like keeping track of like yeah, this. All it. these things happening before the end of this. Um, but a, I have to say, while well, I have all of you here again, like I really enormously appreciate all of you coming up and being part of this. Celine Neon performing live. Rapper chicks coming here after driving for like the last four days straight and no <laughs> sleep. Like that's huge. It's really, really meaningful. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Shout out to uh, Mick Jenkins and Show You Suck, who was, they were at the festival we played last night as well. Yeah, so. those are both enormously talented artists. We had Show here earlier 
Um, and Mick, I want to get him back on the podcast, so that's something we're trying to do. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Clinton was here earlier, and he was talking about Riot Fest, you know, and, and just how that was like a high point of his career. Mm-hmm. He said that any, anytime he plays any show anywhere, he just imagines he's playing Riot Fest. There you go. And that's how he approaches it. That's cool. Yeah. So you guys are doing Riot Fest what day? Friday, September 11th. Never nah. forget. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what time? We're going four. Four. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nice. So That's like a good afternoon slot. Yeah. It's not one of those like, you know, like 11 a.m. Like, oh, man. Your parents are alone there. And then the and the audience won't be all worn out and yeah. busted yet. So right. They're, they're <laughs> ready to go. It's like Shout they're ready to go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> No, that's awesome. So, Rapper Chicks at Riot Fest, man. That's a good one. No, look. no, no. Oh, I'm this sorry. This is a Psalm, Psalm one, 1 show. It's a Rapper Chicks show. Why are you all talented? It's always a Rapper Chicks show rapper if chicks. someone is booked. But Psalm 1 and Rapper Chicks Riot Fest. That's yeah. a good look. Yeah, no, it's going to be. I love that they're really, like, opening it up more and more each year. You know, like, it... It used to be very much what it sounded like. Just like a straight punk fest. Yeah, yeah. And more and more, I think that they're really aware, as a lot of people are, that punk can mean a lot of things. Yeah. Like, Clinton Sandifer is maybe the most punk dude I know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I Pretty mean? Much. Like, yeah. And I love that it's it's becoming this more inclusive, expansive, like, broad It's crazy. Um, they actually expanded this year, and they're doing the Riot Fest Foundation. So we're actually doing um, a day at a local school, Chalmers, which is a school that Solomon's actually worked with before through our Rhyme School program. Really? On the Child Support album, I did a song with uh, the young ladies at Chalmers. So the Riot Fest Foundation is basically putting artists in schools, um, the Riot Fest artists, so it kind of like builds on what's going on in the community. It gives these kids just an idea of something outside of like their neighborhood and, that's know. amazing that's, very cool. that's really really special that's totally cool. Psalm you are like I mean you're legit everywhere mm-hmm. like you are somebody who you you have so many affiliations so many things going on how do you manage that between all the different projects all the different commitments like everything you do because you have a lot in your not that everybody in this room doesn't but yeah. I know that you have a lot on your plate I don't know how I'm doing this right now <laughs> like to be honest um um, she has a team. <laughs> yeah, I have a, I mean, these these two young ladies have um, really been a, a great help with like kind of making sure that the rapper chicks stay on point, making sure that my album stays on point. Um, I mean, I can't really do it all alone. I feel like in my career, uh, the beginning of my career, I was very much like like um, almost like a recluse. I didn't do a lot of socializing in the scene and stuff and. A couple years ago, actually, Fluffy suggested that I become a little bit more social, open up Imagine my that. open <laughs> up my social sphere a little bit, and I've been able to collaborate with some like really cool people and figure out, you know, the direction of my career because like having longevity means you have to kind of reinvent. So like this is like kind of like rapper chick season for me, and it's uh, it's been really cool. Um, so I to answer your question, I just. I guess keep working I always say you gotta stay busy to stay busy it's true so yeah just waking up and getting to the emails and calling people and cussing people out sometimes you know does it blow your mind like how much of this is just email like I think people don't realize it used to be it used to be but now it's just kind of like that's that's like a huge thing if you just kind of wake up and attack that gmail sometimes a lot of things can come out of it I mean this was this was three months of of just email yeah. just email yeah. and then like 
a couple weeks of like tech prep. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, my producer Audrey here, she did an enormous amount of email. She's the one who set up all my South by interviews as well. Um, and it's no small feat to have gotten like 30 South by interviews. And this is like 50 interviews today or something just crazy, crazy. like that. But it's like a lot of email can actually make some real life stuff happen. You yeah. Know? yeah um, yeah. My first manager told me uh, seven phone calls a day or seven emails a day at least yeah. to just keep your business going. And now, now, it's, now it's email yeah. more than phone calls. But yeah, it's yeah. the same idea. Yeah, but I feel like if you... So many people are really intimidated by calling people on the phone. Yeah. And if you have the skills and the balls to call somebody, like it, it'll get you... Yeah, the phone call is far. big. It so is. many people I know yeah. are like... Like to be on the phone, and I'm like, give it to me, I'll call him. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you can be on the phone, I feel like that also is. Like, I'm gonna hear the fear in your voice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I love That's it, real. man. But you know, all five of you, you're all like so, so hardworking and entrepreneurial and ambitious, and it's really inspiring to see. And again, like, it's been really great getting to have you know, rapper chicks, someone, hologram kizzy. Celine Neon, like, however you slice it, like, all of you guys on the podcast over the years, man. And so I'm, like, for real, like, I feel like I see your name everywhere these days. And that's awesome. It's a really, it's a really inspiring thing to see. Shucks, I'm going shed a thug tear in here. Stop. <laughs> thug tears on Dynasty. <laughs> that's the next album. <laughs> thug tears would be a good EP name. Yeah. Or um, a good band name. Yeah. Oh, man. Done. Did you, you, you get a super group and it should be called Thug Tears? <laughs> All right. You Yo, heard that's it here first, folks. You did. Thug Tears. We can go all the way. First single, Juice and Second single, Booty Tape. Nice. Butt tape. Butt tape. I don't know. Booty Tape kind of has a name. Booty Tape. I told Rapper Chicks what would be my rapper name at South by Southwest that I'm never ever going to use because I can never be a rapper. But since I'm a journalist, my rapper name would be Rhymes New Roman. Okay. Man. That's good. Emily loves that. It's so bad. I love it. No. No. It's so bad. It's good. You could like really blow up with that one. I need to go reserve that SoundCloud. Rhymes New Roman featuring Young Thug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> featuring Thug Tears. Thug Tears. <laughs> featuring Thug Tears. We, we, we might get a budget for Young Thug. But thug, thug Tears, you know what's funny? Like, you always know if it's a good band name because you have to do, like, the pretentious, like, hey, did you see Thug Tears play? They're pretty awesome. <laughs> so, like, yeah, Thug lit. Tears is good, yeah. I love it, man. Um, Rapper Chicks, Celine Neon, thank you guys so much for always being a part of this. I really enormously appreciate you guys being here performing live and everything you guys have done on the podcast thank you so much thank you you. and we'll keep doing more you guys know everyone like anytime you got stuff going on hit me up we'll blow it up we've got a poster in the green room if you want to sign it there's uh, markers there and then we got local h coming up in about 20 minutes sweet thank you guys yeah Very Isn't this nice? Like, I'm, I'm really like still kind of blown away that I got this room. It's a really cool setting. Yeah. It is. Sweet. All right. We'll keep it going. Um, <laughs> Dynasty X, we're almost at the end of the eighth, ninth hour now. Yeah. Um, we got about an hour left, a little over. Um, it's the 10-year anniversary of Dynasty Podcast here from the Public Hotel. My name is Haima Black, and I'm here with Jenny Lisak and Sean Campbell from Chirp Independent Radio. How are you guys doing? Great. Yeah. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you guys both for being here. Of so course. Happy to do it. 
Um, we're going to, like, obviously do the thing you know we're obviously going to do. But we'll talk about Chirp first because <laughs> it's so obvious that that's going to happen. Um, but talk about what's going on with Chirp. You guys hit the five-year anniversary. Was that earlier this year? Yeah, it was in January. So, you know, I guess for anyone who doesn't know, even though a lot of people know, like, bring us into what Chirp is and what it is now because it's even evolved, I know, since it first started. And what it will be on October 7th. Too. Yeah. Okay. So bring us into that. So chirpradio.org, it's Chicago's community volunteer-driven radio station. Uh, We broadcast online every day of the year, um, chirpradio.org. We started about, well, how many years ago now? Well, the organization started in 2007, so it's about eight years old, and then we launched the station in January of 2010. And uh, then w- what we did is we had to change a law at the federal level to actually apply for a broadcast license. And that's a crazy thing that, like, let's not gloss over that you literally <laughs> changed a broadcast law at the national level. We How did. does that happen? We went to the White House. We went to Congress. We went to the FCC many times. We flew um, out to Washington, D.C. And It wasn't just retweeting a couple things and then being <laughs> no. like, that'll do it. Surprisingly, that doesn't change a lot <laughs> yeah. immediately. And the, the great thing was how many people were willing to write letters. Like we sat at Pitchfork. We sat at street festivals and had people write letters um, to the FCC and to their member of Congress. And the nice thing about media is everybody feels that their view isn't represented, whether you know left, right, or center. Mm-hmm. Everybody feels they don't have an outlet. So our bill was actually truly a bipartisan bill and uh, finally passed and, and was signed into law in early 2010. And uh, then FCC took about three years to write rules, opened up an application window, and we got to apply for a broadcast license after all that work. Um, and in uh, November of 2014, we found out we were awarded a broadcast license for 107.1 FM. That's insane. Like, that is... <laughs> it only took eight years, I mean. <laughs> but still, like, that's like an incredible achievement. It is not every day that literally anyone on Earth changes laws on the national level. Well, what the great thing I think about it, too, is obviously it benefited us and our little group and our little station, but it actually opened <clears throat> up the ability for many groups throughout the entire country to apply for their community radio stations as well. So we're proud of that as well, that we helped to pass that up on to other groups. And uh, to give you an idea of how much time it took, there was this great young Senator, Barack Obama, who was, you know, a a co-sponsor of our bill when it was first introduced. So So that is literally the equivalent of being like, yeah, like Arcade Fire was playing at Shuba's when this started. Right, exactly. Pretty much. That's insane. Yeah. Um, Wow. I mean, I knew that I like, I knew this, but it's like hearing the full scope of it is really, really inspiring and kind of amazing. So, you know, I know both of you have, like, a deep passion for radio, for broadcast, for broadcast arts and journalism. Like, you know, how does that feel to know that not just for Chirp, but, like, you really have, like you said, enabled countless other, you know, independent broadcasters now? I mean, it's great because I think, too, one thing that both Sean and I feel strongly about is, you know, the idea of media justice and having voices represented that aren't just, you know, the mainstream media. You're certainly aware, of course, Mm -hmm. how limited that has become over the last 10 to 20 years. And so um, it's really great to know that not just what's benefiting us, but lots of people throughout the whole country. And it's so exciting to feel like we've made a real difference. I mean, there are so many community radio groups that are are super, super small because they're in these tiny communities. And so to be able to kind of harness the power of a a large group, like we were able to get together here in Chicago and make a difference in that way to help all these other great groups that are launching new stations is really just, it, it feels really good. 
And when we first started, you know, our first sort of meeting before even Chirp was an, anything beyond just a group of friends who got together at Moody's and were just like, yeah, hey, let's see <laughs> what we can concept. do. <laughs> we, you know, um, it was just, what, like 10, 12 of us? And, you yeah. know, now we have over 200 to 250 volunteers and more people come to every volunteer orientation and, you know, want to be involved. So it's you don't get people who volunteer their time and their talents to something like this unless they really believe in it. Like, I'm an enormously fortunate. I've been shouting them out all broadcast, but I'm not going to stop. Like, I have this team here, and they're they're primarily Columbia students, and they're a hundred percent fueling this this broadcast. You know, whether booking the guests, doing the social, running the live stream elements, doing the web elements. It's like, and it it enormously humbles me, and it's it's really incredible to see. So the fact that you guys have it. 250 person team is like again no small feat everything you're doing is like superhuman <laughs> well the best thing will be in October on October 7th at one o'clock. One o'clock. In the um, morning or afternoon? In the afternoon. afternoon. Okay, sorry. So 10, 7, 1, so it's 107.1. Oh, it's very I symbolic. We're 107.1, <laughs> all right. We'll yeah. be uh, launching the broadcast, you know, with our, tradi- what you think of as traditional radio with the antenna and everything yeah. over the airwaves. Yeah. We'll, we'll be we'll driving be- around in our cars. <laughs> yeah, seeing how, testing the limits of the signal. But we're building this big 44-foot tower right now, and, uh, you know, so the construction's going on, and we're going to be ready to launch this fall. And there's just something about terrestrial radio. There's just a real power to it. It's accessible. You don't have to have a data plan. You you know, it doesn't limit you um, based on economics or anything. And there's just something very magical about over-the-air radio, I think. Um, I'm just a a radio true believer. I, I love it so much. And so to have been able to do this for the past five years and build the station is great, but there's just this added bonus of, of having the broadcast signal that we're so excited about. Um, it's, it's just really something that's kind of magical. No, it is. And I mean, you know that I, I deeply love radio. We have Chris Payne in the green room from, you know, formerly Q101, Rock 103.5, coming in shortly with Local H. And it's like, I don't know, to see this happening, and I remember when Chirp started, yeah. You know, and to see what it's I'm become, sure we like hit a, you up to sign a petition or yeah. five. Yeah. I think we, <laughs> we had incredible. a conversation, in fact, an interview. We yeah. had Local 101. I remember right? yeah. Yeah. we had you guys on Local 101 yeah. to talk about it. And um, it's just, it's really incredible to see. Well, you thank know? you so much. Yeah. And really, like, thank you both for, A, for coming up here tonight, because you totally didn't have to. But B, <laughs> like, I have to do this now. Like, you guys have done so much for me. And, and for anybody who's, like, watching, being like, what have they done for you? Like, <laughs> did they buy you like the lost box set? But it's like, no. So in 1998, 70 years ago. Um, back in the 20th century. Back in the 20, yeah, literally in a different century. I mean, it sounds like Futurama. Right. Um, I was a high school student. I was at the end of my freshman year. And the girl I was dating at the time in at OPRF, uh, Park River Forest High School, she had a a junior thesis whatever <laughs> essay something with someone from uh, like interview with somebody from Loyola College Radio WLUW and I tagged along literally because A because I wanted to see a real radio station because <laughs> I was like such a radio geek and B because there was a tool shirt at the like like Sam Goody or whatever at Water Tower Place <laughs> like there was no internet like I had to go find tool right. shirts yeah, yeah so <laughs> um so I tagged along with my girlfriend at the time in high school, and she met with 
I want to say like Maddie or somebody Probably, from yeah. from LUW because it was the promotions team, <laughs> and um, and poor Jenny got stuck babysitting me basically. <laughs> oh no! I was like, who's this kid? Why is he so interested? And he's so young. And he's like, re- I remember you were like, I'll do anything. Yeah, I just wanted to intern so badly for a radio station. And so Jenny gave me my very first internship ever, which like... I was like, free labor, okay. But 100%, I would not be able to do this. I wouldn't be able to teach Columbia if it wasn't for like, you know, like you guys doing that, for Chris Payne, like people like that, Althea Legaspi, Joey Swanson from Q101 and now 101 WKQX. And I'm very fortunate, and I, I always remember this, that I'm always like, I was very fortunate to have great mentors that 100% enabled me to do the things that I've been able to do. So it's like, I really have to say thank you. Well, you're very welcome. You did it yourself, you know? It's, a lot of people walked through those doors, but not everybody was successful, so. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think it's just really like, I don't know, I always try to be very aware of like the people who are like so instrumental yeah. in, in helping out. But um, yeah, it's been really cool, and it, it's been amazing to see what Chirp Radio has done, you know? Um, and I'm really excited to to be able to tune in in the car on the FM right? station. Yeah. It's exciting. That's really cool. Yeah. Save we, a preset. <laughs> yeah, no, I will. <laughs> I actually already saved mine, and yeah, there's nothing on it right now, but I've been, like, driving around, and every so often I, like, hit it, and my boyfriend's like, what are you doing, weirdo? But <laughs> It's the equivalent of, like, just, hitting the refresh fun. page, and you're right. like, these tickets yeah. are going to go on sale. Any, <laughs> so I know you know what that's like, right? being on the other side. <laughs> yeah. You know? And yeah. so, and you're also working with, um, the One Book, One Chicago program? Yeah, I work at, my day job is uh, Chicago Public Library. I work with the One Book, One Chicago program, um, which is a citywide reading program. And um, we'll be starting that season October 1st, and the new book will be announced in the next That's couple of weeks. That's a big month for you. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big like, week. oh, October is going to be <laughs> yeah. a lot of activity and not a lot of sleep. Can I recommend not doing a 10-hour broadcast? I can imagine. Yeah. No, it's been awesome. It's also just like, I can't believe I've been sitting in this chair for nine hours now. You, you should get up and hungry. walk around from time No, to time. We, I, I was smart enough to buy okay, bagels. You have I've been snacks. Just like snacking on bagels. But um, we tried to get a pizza sponsor and no one bid. I was like, oh. man. It's a lot you know. of bagels over the course of a day. Right. It's been like, I think, three bagels. Okay. So, That's reasonable. I'm staying, staying alive. But yeah. Um, you know, and we can bring... Chris Payne in right now if he wants yeah. to come in. There he comes. No. All good. Oh, Scott, we can bring Scott on too. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, my man? Um, so I don't know if you guys have ever formally met. So Sean Campbell and Jenny Lisak yes. and Chris Payne and yes. I was talking earlier on the mic, you know, Chris. Jenny is the woman who gave me my first internship a couple months before I met you at Loyola College Radio. Come on. Right before The Rock. Uh-huh. And now she works with uh, Chirp Radio, which is like an online and soon-to-be terrestrial FM radio station. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and so Chris, of course, um, for anyone who doesn't know, because I have this whole team of like young producers now, Chris Payne I worked with for 13 years on uh, Q101 and Rock 103.5 for a little bit. Uh, on the local music show called Local 101, and that was kind of how I spent my teen and 20s years, which is pretty amazing, man. Hey, man, I don't want to bust you out and embarrass you or anything, but uh, I was just telling the story the other night because, of course, I was promoting your event this evening. Yeah. Uh, and um, I, I, thinking back 
and, and, and Scott Lucas is here from Local H. He just walked in, but uh, we're, we're going to talk to him a little bit and, and tell some of these really old stories that no one really wants to know. But So I was thinking about all of this stuff, and I remember that you, when I was on, I just started Q101, or maybe I was at the end days of 103.5 The Rock, but mm-hmm. you, you were 15 years old, man. You were yeah. 15 years old, and you were chasing me down uh, trying to uh, be an intern on my local music show. And yeah. I kept telling you, you're too young, man. You're too young. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know. I'm just not comfortable with it. And um, you cornered me at, uh, where was it? It was near the Thompson Center downtown. Chicago Music Awards. Scott, Chicago Music Awards. <laughs> I was there. I think the Smashing Pumpkins were winning an award, right? Is, was that what Probably. the deal was? I can't remember. That's what was going on. Um, that yeah. I, can't, I can't remember the specifics, but I left early. I wanted to beat the crowd. <laughs> Uh, and as soon as I walked out, there you were with some girl. You've always got a couple girls around you anyway, man. That's pretty much par for the course for you, my man. Nothing's changed. Now you've got more than one hanging around. But um, cornered me, and you said, dude, I want to work with you, man. I want to work with you. I can help your show. I can do all this. I'm like, dude, you are too young. You are too young, Jamie, because I couldn't even pronounce your name right at that time, right? And uh, on my way home, again, I just told this story last night, on my way home, uh, my wife says, "What? How old were you when you first got into radio?" Talking about me, and she knew the answer already, which is why she asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> and I told her I was 15 years old, and then she said, "Well, why won't you give this kid a chance?" <laughs> and in that moment, I was like, "You know, you know what? You're right." That's when I reached out to you, man, and we worked together. What, 15 years? 13. 13 years. But 13 I mean, same years. thing. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I really owe your wife like a fruit. <laughs> <laughs> but there is something about anyway, people who are into radio, right? You're like you're into it when you're really young. Like I remember being a kid and like having my Care Bears cassette tape recorder and like interviewing <laughs> my sister like on our camping trips, you know? Yeah. So it's just like something in you that and Wants growing up that. <laughs> in the 90s, like, radio was really, like, different than it is now. Right. There were personalities, and they were larger than life. I was talking to someone earlier. It was really like wrestling. Like, I never got into wrestling, but people who <laughs> love wrestling, they love these, like, larger-than-life characters. And when I would listen to, like, you know, Chris Payne, Sludge, Man Cow, James Van Oz, all these people, they were, you know, they were hanging out with Metallica and Marilyn Manson and Smashing Pumpkins, and I just, I couldn't fathom anything more glamorous than that. You know what I mean? Like, it just seemed like the ultimate dream job. And it really was. Like, working with Chris was this incredible experience that now I think, you know, and I don't know, but I would imagine now if you worked in radio, it probably would not not get to be near as fun, right. near as much fun as we got to have there. Well, and I, I think that was actually, I mean, that, that was a big piece of what prompted me to start Chirp. I, um, you know, I worked in commercial radio. I worked in public radio. And there was just, uh, you know, it, it, you, there isn't that, that, that freedom and that ability to be creative and to introduce people to new artists that there, there once was. And so with independent radio, you really have that opportunity to uh, put some of the powers back in the hands of the DJs and the people who are really passionate about radio. That's why I love podcasting, you know, and when we did Local 101, you know, for 10 years on Q101, all of our program directors, they were never from Chicago, so no one ever had any notes for Chris because they didn't know anything about, like, how to suggest to do it better, so we got to do whatever we wanted, which was so rare in, you know, commercial top 10 FM radio. All true. I think program directors lasted about two years. That was about the tenure for each one of those guys that came through, and women. Um, and then they were gone. And, yeah. uh, and you and I remember we would talk about, okay, we got someone new. 
we're okay. We're re-auditioning for our job on the air. Uh, it's been three months since they've been in the door. They haven't even called us. Sooner or later, they're going to like start listening to the show and want to know what's going on. <laughs> so we were essentially guarding our microphones with a shotgun. We were just hiding out. We wouldn't come in during business hours. We'd only show up at night. We didn't want to be seen. We we felt like chirp. It was we're like guerrilla radio, guerrilla radio, and we outlasted all of them. We outlasted all of them. Well, I mean, so it worked a little it. too well for us because at the end when they let all the people go from Q101 who worked there and then it became a new station under new management. They forgot to fire us. They forgot to fire us. <laughs> they did. And that's, they a, did. that's a true story. They kept a couple of us weekend oh, staff like myself and a few people oh, on to teach the new people how to run the board. And it was Lollapalooza and there were one or two still like administrative people from Q101 who were still working there. And I asked one of them and this is a true story. I said, not complaining, but I'm just wondering like, what's going on? Like, why am I still here? And she goes, Oh, they forgot to fire you. <laughs> me just, too. Just so casually. And Chris had to actually call them to be like, I really like my severance. Could you fire me? Please? Yeah, really, yeah. Because if you stayed on after three months, they would not pay you your union severance oh, because nice. we're all union. And uh, so I had to call them about two months in. I hadn't been on the air, but I kept getting a paycheck. And I said, you know, can you fire me so I can get my severance check? Please, let me go. Um, so anyway. our strategy worked so well <laughs> that we just literally couldn't get fired. Yeah, well, in the last five years, I think we would only show up at the radio station after hours on a Thursday, Wednesday oh, yeah. or Thursday night to record the talent, the artists, and then um, I would actually voice my voice over my show at home in my basement, and then you would produce it and put it together and um, make yeah. sure that it would run on that computer system there. So Yeah, it became very, like, disjointed, but... Um, but yeah, it's just interesting, and now it's such a different thing, you know. With, I I, I love podcasting because it, to me, it, it takes so much of what I loved about what I did, you know, places like Loyola and at Q101 with Chris, like, where I get to, you know, talk to new talent, like help. I don't want to say break because like there's so many people breaking it, but it's like really help, like, I don't know, at least shed some light on some new artists and some local talent. And working at, you know, with Chris who had the local show at The Rock, who had the local show at Q101, and then. Obviously, there was a huge local focus at LUW. I think I did Radio Free Chicago for, like, one summer. So I always had this... I was just always surrounded by, like, a love for local music. So that really, like, stuck with me. And that's what we do now with the podcast. And like I said, we got Local H coming on soon, you know, who have just been staples for my whole life. (laughs) For literally half of my life, Local H has been in the picture. I think think Scott gave you, like, uh, parental advice on an occasion or two. (laughs) It's certainly possible. I definitely talked to your mom at one point. Or multiple points, I think. Are these people signing permission slips for you to go on the trip? It's kind of amazing. Like, it sounds lawless that I just kind of got to do whatever I wanted when I was a teenager, except for... Whatever I wanted was like, let me go be responsible at work. It <laughs> yeah. wasn't like, let me go like experiment with booze. It was just like, let me get some work hours in. <laughs> let so. me work for free for other people. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah. But you know, but going back to Chirp, I love you guys because when, when I, and I follow you guys on Twitter, and I mean, I've known what you've done for a long time, and I think it's really cool because you guys are one of the last true... Um, uh, I think of the Wild West radio stations where you can get to do what you want to do. Absolutely. I mean, with commercial radio now, it's just it's so competitive, and and the air talent they're reading off cards again, like they did, you know, in the in the '90s for a period of time. Uh, but what you guys do is really, really special, 
and it means a lot to the people who are still listening to radio. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, that's the one of the nicest things that we hear from listeners mm. is I'd totally given up on radio until I found you guys, and you guys right. reminded me of the things that I always loved about radio. Right. So right. that's what we aspire to. Well, you're doing it. Well, yeah. thank you. I'm telling you, it's awesome. So you retired from radio in 2011 after the Q101 went off, and you had a really long storied career. Like, do you miss it? Like, you know, do you do you think about that? Because can we talk about like your your real job now? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, you can mention my real job if you want to. It's so, so complete opposite of what I did before. But lo- what a lot of people don't really know is I was doing both jobs contemporaneously. But to answer your first question, yes, there are certain aspects of hosting a local music show that I miss tremendously, and and people have asked me this ever since I left. And it's a no-brainer. And let me try to compare it to this. If one of you guys and girls hear like a really cool song, whether it's on the internet or maybe it's on Chirp or it's on the radio or on Sirius, wherever, and the first thing you want to do is you want to call your friend and say like, oh my God, I just heard this brand new band. They are effing awesome. They are so cool. Check them out. I felt like I did that every Sunday night at 9 o'clock on Local 101. And on Monday nights when I was on The Rock, we would have, um, uh, what was it, The Homegrown with the Red Hairs. I can't remember what the show was called now. But, but that's, that's what I truly miss. And it's not so much about breaking a band, but it's just being a part of a new band that you think is really cool and has something very special. And instead of me just calling up my four or five best friends and telling them about it, I was lucky enough to tell 100, 150, some cases 200,000 people on a Sunday night this new band. So that's what I truly miss the most. And, um, you know, guys like, you know, Sam from Chevelle, the guys, you know, Tim and Joe from Rise Against, and... And, you know, the fold and I mean, we go on and on and on all of these really great Chicago bands that went on to be something super special. And we, meaning Haima and myself, were a small part of that very early in their career. And that's what I miss. I miss that aspect of it. Being on the radio, you know, that is what it is. I still do some voice work commercials, not that much anymore. But um, but that's what I really miss is turning my friends onto some really cool new music and then watching it blossom and become something even more special. There's I still, miss that. There's still moments where I hear new songs in the last few years and I'm like, Oh, this would have been just a beast on Local 101. <laughs> right, like right. If Local 101 was still around. Chris would have lost his mind over this. We would have played this for seven weeks straight, you know? So, and on the podcast, it's rough. Like, you guys know what this is. Like, I don't put music on my podcast, and right. it's a music podcast, which is a weird kind of dichotomy, right. but I can't because there's all these licenses. Licensing, yeah. Now you're going into like, my other job, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and now Chris is like a big. Like high-powered, awesome attorney, which is, you well, know, that's kind of funny, but I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, is that what your awesome. business card says? Big, yeah, 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 awesome yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> that's a good um, title. <laughs> should we bring on Scott and Ryan? We've been talking Let's about see. music. You probably want to hear some music, yeah. right? Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. How are you guys feeling? Uh, sober. <laughs> 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 The response was sober. Oh. Hello. Okay. Awesome. Should we go over here? Yeah. Get comfortable. What's going on? What's up, my man? How you doing? Good. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. I loved your text about Liars Club and it. 
Oh, about, uh, about the, the video kiss, game. Uh, yeah, I mean the pinball game. Yeah, yeah. it's pinball pretty. Game. It's pretty. Uh, How are we looking? It's pretty great. Cool. All right, we're in the home stretch, man. Yes. You're gonna make it, man. I think How so. How many Red Bulls have you had? Um, you know, a few. We're in there. <laughs> yeah. Scott and Ryan from Local H, man. How are you guys doing? Great. How are you? I'm good. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. Ten long years, man. That's awesome. Ten years of this podcast. I mean, Chris was there when it started. So was Scott. I have to tell this story really quick. I don't okay. even know if Scott will remember this. This podcast started in its earliest form when I was throwing parties in Wicker Park with a lot of my friends who I would collaborate on like events with. And we decided podcasting was so new then we decided we wanted to try podcasting. I loved radio. I was like, let's try doing radio on the internet. And we recorded our first episode. We like played some songs, like interviewed someone. Um, and we didn't have like a distribution model for it then. There wasn't really a good way to like distribute it online in 2005. So we promoted on MySpace, come to this party we're throwing at Trevia in Wicker Park, which is now Debonair. And bring your iPod, and you'll be able to download the podcast. And it was on this night 10 years ago, and Scott Lucas was CJing that night. So Scott was our talent for the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't remember that. No. It, it was an unremarkable DJ night otherwise. DJing at Trivia? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it was awesome. I mean, like, it's so cool to have you here for the for the 10-year for it, man. I really well, appreciate it. Thanks for having us, man. Of course. Of course. Um How's everything for local age? It's good. Very good. It's very good. Yeah. yeah. It was really good. Awesome. Staying busy. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. First <laughs> <laughs> <We're staying> here. <laughs> you know, I could ask a different question, but <laughs> what's the different so, question? Um, so, so uh, do you remember? And you tell me if this is the first time we. This met. could be one of those nights. It could be. It could be. <laughs> so uh, no, we're not, we we have a lot that we can't talk about. But this is something we can't talk about. So it was the first Why? night that it was the first night that I that I met you. It, it was we were on rock. I was on rock one three five. Okay. And I think it was the night that they that the radio station had some big uh, charity event where people would pay you for could a pay song for right? the songs that you requested. And it was the first time I met you. I'd been I'd been playing stuff off of you know, the first record mm. and um and you came up and then you brought this really tall strange kind of goofy guy with you mm. uh, who i'd never met before right. and he shows up it was herb from liars club <laughs> and then he shows up with this um suitcase <laughs> or briefcase right that's right you can you went tell you can you, can you yeah, tell part he, of the story he had like a little thing that you would take on an airplane which was a bar like <laughs> like a little mini bar like in, in a briefcase and so he Busted that out. We started drinking out of that, and he kept paying for um, uh, Mississippi, Mississippi Queen, Queen over and over, right. and over and over. So you must have played Mississippi Queen fifteen times in a row that night. <laughs> At least I think Herb actually remembers the real number because we were we were talking about that, yeah. and uh, I don't remember. I was like, it was it was more than eighteen, but it was a pay for play sort of promotion, right. and people would call up and donate money, mm-hmm. and if, and would play whatever it was that they wanted if we had it in our library. So, so Herb would be like, like local bands, like I want to hear my band. So it was a, it was a free for all, right? But, it yeah. was literally free for all, <laughs> right. and and Herb was going crazy. And by the way, in that little bar was a giant bottle of vodka. Oh, I think he had lemons. Maybe there was mixer. Maybe not. I don't remember. Probably not, which is no, why I don't remember. Right. He probably had everything. Oh, and he had like the original stuff that was in there. Like it hadn't, he found it. It was like his grandfather's. A, yeah, right? he found yeah. it someplace. And I think it might have had fruit from 1960 in it. Could be. 
But uh, so he just kept putting money down on the on the table on the on the control board, and it was Mississippi Queen <laughs> over and over and over. It got so bad, people were calling, paying us not to play it anymore. <laughs> so um, the very next day, and I don't I don't know if I ever told you this story or not, Scott. But you the very next day, no, they pulled the CD out of the control room. It could never be played again. Really? It just disappeared. <laughs> retired they it. it. They, they retired, retired the it. number. It's funny. So that was my first experience with uh, Scott Lucas. But it was a good one, a memorable one. one. It was very much. It was a lot of fun. I remember that. Yeah. It was a good night. It was definitely a good night. Somehow I knew that was going to be Herb when you said it tall. Looking <laughs> guy, I was like, Herb, but you that was Herb. Yeah. Yeah, oh my God. Um, did you want to play live? Do you want me to play live? It's totally I mean, I just walk you. around with this. <laughs> uh, we were just down on the corner. Y- you never no, know. <laughs> no artist that I've interviewed has ever given me as much shit as Scott Lucas, and it is awesome. Like, I crack up every time. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, well, I could play something for you if you like. Um, it's totally up to you, man. That'd do you have awesome. any I- ideas? Whatever you want, man. And we did, like, we'll tell Well, I don't story. want to play anything. <laughs> you don't have to play anything. Given the choice, I, I wouldn't play anything. But if you have something you'd like to hear. Um, well, I'll, t- I'll tell this story really, really quick, because Chris remembers this. There was one night where you came up to Q101. We were pre-recording a segment for Local 101, and you were going to play live. Uh-huh. And you played, like, one or two songs. Then you're like, what else? And, like, me or Chris had a request. And then you're like, what else? And, like, <laughs> Ashley, who worked on our show, had a request. And then it was like, well, and you played, like, I, I don't know. In my head, it was, like, four hours. But I know right. it wasn't four hours. But you you just kept playing. Like, you just hung and played songs. And it was so, so cool. It was. It, in fact, that was the first time that, um, uh, and Hyman and I were commenting about this. All right, okay. Look, before I tell this little piece of history, so um, I was always such a huge fan of Local H before I met you and had an opportunity to interview you. So when you would come to the studio, I was always a little geeked out. I mean, I was just very weirded out by it and uncomfortable. But you, one-on-one, had this really easygoing personality laid back and made me feel at ease, which mm. it should have been the other way around. But as soon as you turn on, we'd, I'd turn on the microphone you'd act like a crazy person. You wouldn't answer any question. You, you would be aloof and very goofy, and, uh, well, goofy's not a good word. And then when we'd turn the mics off, you'd be like Scott Lucas again. I'm like, what is up with this guy? I'm like, I can't. It's like, you know, and then as the years went by, it just continued and continued, and we've never talked about this. It continued and continued, and it got to a point where I'm like, hi, Ma. It's like, okay, watch. He's going to be all normal until I turn on the microphones, and he's not going to answer any of my questions. And uh, But that night... I had- no idea I did that. Well, after that <laughs> night, after the, the four-hour acoustic set, when you left, Jaime and I were looking at each other. I'm like, holy shit, man. Do you believe that? That was amazing. It's like, that was, that's the best interview I've ever had with Scott. I can't or believe like it. It was, it was an amazing night. I'm like, it was really, what, really cool. I'm like, do you think he was depressed? What was wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it was fun to take over the airwaves, you know? Yeah, I mean, it cool. really yeah. was. Cool. And, I mean, that was the thing is... You know, I listened to a lot of radio growing up, and it's the kind of thing where you, if you get the reins, you take it, you yeah. know, and that's, that was fun. Well, that was, a serious, that was seriously a special night, and when Jaime said that you guys were going to be up here tonight and you were potentially going to be playing some acoustic stuff, I'm like, bring it on, baby. That was awesome. Let's hear it again. All right. So any ideas? Uh, you know, Hands, it, it's really one of my favorite songs, but you sound a little hoarse. I don't know if you want to do it or not. Sure, we can do that. All right. Hands on the Bible, my skin like a child, and 
God holds you liable for what you've done. Homicidal, I stare down your idols. A pretty baby, never born. You can't believe it. Saw you do it and they know your name Rats in the attic Toys in the cellar She's an addict And he wants to learn So hands on the Bible Ego maniacal As you screw yourself into oblivion One faded Stone to jaded You'll have to face it On your own Smash down the pavement Stunned in amazement Well everything so glum no so we have um my parents here oh yeah all right actually rita can we do hey rita sure my mom. <laughs> yeah this is local h hi nice my parents how are you seriously hey, rita? rita you want to sit down no i'm good okay we can we're gonna it. put them on the mic in a little bit okay right. here we go
Get your folks in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's get out of the way. Okay, so. Sure. So, my parents, Bruce and Rita, are here um, at the end of our 10 hour live broadcast. And you guys are wearing all black. So, all black, you look like my parents. And red. Yeah, and red. Um, so, yeah, you guys. Thank you for coming up. We've been doing this for 10 hours here. This is my whole team that's been putting all the broadcasts together here. Thanks for your work. Um, so you guys, you know, I was talking with, with Chris Payne, obviously, and Jenny Lisak from Chirp Radio. I don't know if she's still here, but she was here. Who, you know this, Jenny is who gave me my first internship. So you guys were the ones who supported me when I got all my internships and all of my media jobs and all that and, like, gave me a car to use. And why did you do that because that's a lot of money <laughs> I, I just remember the sob when you were at the onion being banged up that was your starter car yeah my parents that let me rough. use their sob and I pretty much trashed it because I had a job working for the onion where I was um, doing their ad work like their ad pickups because back then in 2000 you couldn't email a JPEG attachment so I would have to go to Metro and Double Door and all these places which was really cool at 18 years old and pick up a printed sheet with all the ads for these venues and physically drive them back to the Onion to put in the magazine or the newspaper. And now that job, I mean, it wasn't a job, it was an internship, but that would not exist now because you can just email those things. But back then, I would just waste gas three days a week picking stuff up for the Onion. And digging the car. Yeah, I banged it up pretty bad. So, but you guys really supported that, which was really great. Um... But yeah, like, why did you decide to help me do all that? Because that was a lot of work all the time, like, for years. And you guys picked stuff up today, so I guess still for years. Because we knew that was your that was You have your to get destiny. close to the mic. That did. was your skill. That was your destiny. It's a very lost answer. Well, <laughs> well it's, it's also very clear, you know, you were... I recall saying to this to you when you were, like, 15... You know, if you were going to be so involved in going to the Metro and going to the Double Door and going to all these places, that you, it had to be more than just concert going. <laughs> I had to do something with it? You had to do something with it. So now I don't do anything unless it's work. I don't take vacations unless it's work. I really enjoy work, and I think that's because during all my teenage years, all I did was work. 
and that became my fun. So now I only go to Austin if it's South by Southwest. I only go to Vegas if it's a conference. I never just go someplace. Like, I can't fathom going someplace that isn't a conference now. I don't know what I would do. All right, so one story from your youth. Uh, when, when Jaime was 12, we're in the car, and, and I'm wearing my suit. And, uh, and he says, just out of the blue, Dad, can I meet Steven Tyler? And I thought for a minute, and I said yes. And he got very excited. And I explained there's somebody we know who, if, if we went way past what would be uh, courteous and, and imposed upon him, that he could have set that sort of meeting up. But I said, Jaime, you can meet Steven Tyler yourself. I said, you can go into to stage design, sound design, songwriting. I listed six or seven. I said, if you're good enough on that, you get to hang out with Steven Tyler yourself. And I said, if you don't, if, if, if you screw up, then you have to wear a tie. So, see? This is proof. Yeah, I definitely didn't want to wear a tie, but now I teach at Columbia, and I still don't have to wear a tie, so that's great. Um, but you guys were always really supportive of everything I did with all of my internships, all the... All the all the different jobs, um, you know, working with Chris Payne for 13 years. Um, and so it's been really cool to have you guys and, and Chris Payne and Jenny Lisak and Sean Campbell from, from Chirp um, up here because you guys are all the people who got me my start doing all this, which is what I had to kind of close this 10-year thing with is all the people who got me here. Well, you know, you, you've forgotten that in the summer, I think <clears throat> before 10th grade, you did the internship at Loyola, and we, mm-hmm. you know, leave Oak Park at five fifteen, so you could do your six to ten a.m. That was ninety nine, summer ninety nine, so sophomore year. Yeah, I did, I did morning radio at Loyola College Radio that summer, and I remember there was one night where you guys were out of town, so I had to be responsible for getting myself downtown. Even though it was just college radio, I took it really mm-hmm. seriously. I had to go to the six to nine a.m you know, on-air shift at college radio, summer 99, I'm like 16 years old. And so I didn't sleep the night before because I was afraid I would oversleep. And then I went and did that air show without going to sleep the night before. And then I went to OzFest and I fell asleep during Black Sabbath or Rob Zombie. Like like fourth or fifth row, like during Black Sabbath, I fell asleep because I was so tired from not... Like, was, during their live set, which is impossible. Was that when you were driving your mom's minivan around all the time? No, I had the minivan Because that was a later. period of time. That was a period of time in your yeah. life and career, too, where I remember the minivan was a big deal. I loved the minivan. But, yeah, this was, that was later. But this was, like, high school. So, I mean, again, Chris, like, Chris really knew me from the time when I was, like, 15 years old, which is, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it's incredible that you kept me on that long. You what are you know? talking about? My show would, it would not have been half as good if it wasn't for you. Well, later <laughs> on, sure. But, like, in the early years, I was still learning a whole lot, you know? So... But, I mean, getting, getting to do Local 101 with Chris, like, we got, we got to do some really, really cool stuff um, with a lot of great bands. I mean, Local H, who are here and are awesome, um, you know, they were a staple of the show. But we got to have, like you said, Rise Against on a bunch of times, which was sure did. really cool. We got to build a relationship with them. We had Fall Out Boy early, early on. Yeah, that was know. all you, man, 100% you. I think every Fall Out Boy interview that we did, you took it. Well, the reason I got Fall Out Boy the first time is because they were playing the afternoon show, and Chris said, man, like, I don't have time to go interview these little bands on a Friday. <laughs> like, you go interview it's this true. Fall Out Boy band. It's like, true. They're not going anywhere. I'm like, who are they? Who are they? That's yeah. like, I can't believe it. So. And then they didn't go anywhere. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they're still trying. Yeah, no, um, but that's and that was just literally just luck that I got that gig. So funny. But, but yeah. your your dad and I go back a way, way, mm-hmm. way long time too because I think it was. Um, uh, um, I, I don't remember how long. Oh, it's always oh, when Rock 103.5 uh, switched formats and became the, the urban station that they are now. Um, I remember I decided, okay, I'm going to take the LSATs and go to law school. I didn't know how long my radio career would last. I was getting old. I was in my early 30s, and I'm like, I'm too old for radio. And uh, your dad, who um, was at that time already an established uh, attorney and a U.S. trustee, and he's like, well, why don't you law clerk for me? Because going into law is the worst decision you could ever make in your life. Which is what and Chris told me about <laughs> going into radio. That's <laughs> true. It's true. I did say that. So I was yeah. working for Chris, working for my dad, yeah. with everyone above saying, this is the worst decision you'll ever make. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I did. I law clerked for your dad for an entire summer. Yeah. And I told you not to be a trial lawyer, and you disregarded it. And I advice. did all of that. I did all of that. <laughs> but Chris told me, like, we met once or twice, like, when he was like feeling me out and he was like you don't want to do this radio's awful there's no job security go get a real job go be a lawyer and i was like i've seen what being a lawyer looks like it looks awful it looks really boring <laughs> i was like i want to hang out with marilyn manson man like that's yeah, what you're doing yeah margaritas with marilyn manson that's right <laughs> yeah so that's incredible but um yeah i don't know we um i've been talking for nine and a half hours I know, right? Hey, we still have to, by the way, we, we should bring Local H back in in a minute or two to uh, talk about their show, the new record, yeah, all this cool stuff they got going on. Yeah, we can totally do that. And then at the end, I need to also have my whole team here get in front of the mics and in front of the cameras and talk about what they did because... These are all Columbia College students. I know. you got you know? like 15 people here that's like managing the show. I even got, had like a back rub before I came in. It's <laughs> awesome. This is very relaxing. But it's like, you know, I really, I, I think back all the time, Chris, and I say this in my classes, that like I had, I had my parents supporting me. I had, I had you and, and Jenny and, you know, Althea Legaspi and Joey from Q101, like Joey Swanson. I had all these people who were great mentors to me. So I, was, I really felt passionately that I wanted to be able to try to do that with other people with, like, a whole new generation when I was in a position to hopefully help them do something, you know. So it's been really great having, like, such a great team that I can hopefully be, you know, half the person that you guys all were, you know, when I was growing up. I do, you know, listening to all this go back, I'm remembering back then, you know, of course there wasn't the Internet and things like that. So if you wanted to connect with the DJ, you had to call in and request a song. Which I did a lot, and I also, Chris talked about tracking him down. And, and then you had to, they did all these promotions out of the station. So, you know, I would drive Hyman because he wasn't driving. And, you know, I'd go park, you know, two blocks away. <laughs> no mothers allowed. And, and, you know, he met DJs, you know. It was really working the streets, you know, versus sending out emails and having Internet sites to, you know, have people come find you. Yeah, there was no Twitter for me to reach out to. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I haven't talked to you much about this, but I did a radio show when I was in Battle Creek. It didn't last very long. It was just for a summer. But when you were in fun. college or high school? Yeah, it was in college. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this about your dad. Huge Grateful Dead fan. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he saw like 30, 40 shows. Well, they took me to uh, a philosophy. show with um, Jerry Garcia. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Philosophy major in college. Um, huge Cowboy Junkies fan right now. I'm sure he could name every single member in that band. I couldn't <laughs> even tell you anybody's name <laughs> that in that band. No, yeah. Um, and, uh, and this like, you know, high powered lawyer. Go figure. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't yeah. make sense. It's, it's not supposed to make sense. But it's, I'm not surprised that you are are his spawn. 
<laughs> because you're somewhere in the middle, and it's so cool, man. Congratulations on your 10 years, man. This Dude, is thank awesome. you. Very I mean, cool. it's, it's very much a thing that a lot of people helped me get to, then and now. So it's not a one-person journey. Let me tell you something, man. A lot of people, and your dad's asked me this a, a couple of times over the years. He's like, do you think this is going to go anywhere? Do you think this is really going to happen? Is this something cool? Is this something that can happen? And um, and I always said, if anyone can do it, Hyman can do it. And a lot of people have tried to do what you're doing right now and have tried and tried and failed and tried and failed and tried and failed. But you know what? You're an honest guy. You do what you say you're going to do. There's no BS. There's no fluff. You have character. You're a man of honor. And y- you deserve what's happening to you right now. I'm telling you, man, you're, you are the king of what you do. Well, that's, I mean, I don't know how to. That's really nice. You're welcome, so, man. Yeah. It's we appreciate true. It's true. Support. It's true. No, it's I mean, and again, true. I had a really good foundation. So, but yeah, we can bring it. All right, let's bring it local. Let's bring it back yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. So can I ask a couple questions? Yeah, no, I would love that. So, Ryan. Yes. How did you hook up with this guy, man? How did you guys first meet? Were you a fan of Local H? I mean, when did you, uh, how, how did Scott approach you? Did you approach him? What happened? Well, we'd known each other for a while. I'd played in some bands. Uh, I think we'd known each other for like at least like 10 or 11 years. Who else were you in? Uh, I played in a band called Sullen out of St. Louis, which Local H used to take on tour a lot. Um on their last tour, they asked me to join, and I ended up staying in touch with the singer, and we played in a couple of different bands, and we got to go on tour with Local H a few times. And then once Brian was leaving, he just gave me a call one day after work and told me to bring my big boy drum set and learn some songs. <laughs> so you knew all of Scott's uh, mood swings and shortcomings, and you knew what you were getting into. You knew what you were getting into. You knew what you were getting into when he asked you to join the band. Well, you know the thing about it is, I never knew you felt this way. <laughs> I'm only kidding. And it's I'm like only it's, it's like coming back to like a classroom. Reun- I know, right? It's like, man, you, you know what? Uh, in high school, I really. I had a crush on you. That's <laughs> kind of what it's like. all my lunch money. I know, it's so true. So was it a no-brainer for you? You're like, uh, yeah, you're telling I mean, your old band, it's like, guys, I'm out of here. Yeah, I mean, I had always just really wanted to play. And, you know, when I was playing with some of my friends, like college got in the way or they started a family and did whatever. So I just, I knew this was something that I wanted to do and I just kept following it and it led me here. So Nice. You know, really following your heart and what you want to do actually works. If you right. work hard enough, and I don't know. So uh, you're on the new record, right? Yeah, I'm on okay, the new excellent. record, and then we did uh, the mixtape number two. That was my first. No, your first thing was the uh, Lord single. Oh yeah, that came out before that, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, the so, cover. Yeah, Lord right. EP. Right. Oh my God, man, that was. I, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things I wanted to mention to you is how much I love all of the covers that that you guys have ch- decided to do. Uh, you know, earlier on, like. Uh, the Britney Spears cover "Toxic." Mm. I mean, that who who would have imagined that Local own. H would do that song? But you know what? And and I I questioned you that about on the air one time, and you said, and you looked at me, and it made complete sense to me. You uh, you said, do you remember what you said? No, you, you said you said uh, <laughs> you said uh, you said it's like, hey man, a good song is a good song. It is. Uh, I've always believed that, and I've got like a, a super. Sweet Tooth, you know, and I like pop music a lot. I mean, my first favorite band was ABBA, so it's no big deal to me. You know, I mean, they were, to me, they were like the Beatles. Like, their songs are great, and if you pick their songs apart, 
just the structure of them and the melodies are incredible. And, you know, sometimes people can't see past the production of stuff. And to me, that's, I don't care about stuff like that, you know. I remember one time. about what's inside. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, well, it's, it, the, the new record sounds amazing. It sounds really, really cool. Thank it you. does sound good. Yeah, yeah we like it. And you guys are currently on tour. Uh, I know you're doing some spot uh, markets here and there. Look but Chris Payne going right back I'm to sorry, being Chris man, Payne. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I apologize. Isn't that awesome? Local H, man. I love this band. Yeah. I mean, remember we used, to call, we used to call Scott the mad scientist of rock and roll because of what you could do with a single guitar and that that we, piece of plywood on the stage. That. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, mean, I, did. I guess I did. I did. It was my deal. Yeah, we're playing tomorrow. At First Ward. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Sweet. You're doing the anniversary party for uh, Arcade Brewery. Look Lance at us. We're the go to people for anniversaries. You are, man. Yeah. It's because <laughs> you guys are the pros. If there's mm. beer there and something to be released or celebrated, we'll be there. Yeah. Oh, there's going to be a lot of things released. Regardless. So, how can people buy the new record? Is it all iTunes only? Or? No. Okay. no uh, they can come to the show tomorrow and buy it on vinyl or CD. Um, they have they a go, good web store. Yeah, we got that. Fine record stores everywhere will have it. Mm-hmm. You can do iTunes, stream nice. it on iTunes. Yeah. You could do whatever it is. Just listen to it. I don't really care. What uh, uh, what song is radio beginning to gravitate to? Or do you guys even care about radio anymore? Um, uh, You're still a radio band, man. Like it or not. I mean... In some alternate universe, maybe we are. Yeah, I haven't heard any, <laughs> you know, any of the new record on any radio. I don't listen to that much radio, though, so I don't know how far that goes. There's like a couple of stations that have given a few songs spins, but, you know, it's hard to compete with Jared Leto or whoever it is that <laughs> yeah. kids want to listen to. You know, I can't. I won't. Yeah. So... He won't stand. Like <laughs> won't. So, um, are you are you still working with your side projects, or is that sort of on hold now that you've got the new record? It's on hold. It's not nice. Okay, but I mean, it's 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 dormant. It's like a uh, a disease that's waiting to <laughs> I t- pop up <laughs> I around check. Christmas time. Did you miss Scott's <laughs> optimism? I did check out your married men Twitter page, and it looks like it's been a while since there's been a post. So, been, I assume that's on the way back. A Back back burner right now. Yeah, it's been a it's been a while. Um, <laughs> yeah, if there's nothing to say, why say anything? Why say it? Buffalo Trace, any anything there going on anymore, or what's going on? Oh, you're talking about a band called Horse. Yeah, a band called Horse. That's right. The song was yeah. Buffalo Trace. <laughs> Buffalo, Buffalo Trace. Um, no, but you know, every once in a while. We'll get drunk and talk about it. But, nice. But that's about it. On my way, driving here to, uh, what what penthouse are we in right now? It's this is like the Ava Suite. The Ava Suite? Public Hotel. Public Hotel. I mean, there's like hot tubs, champagne, young, a, young sexy girls. Stream, so people can see what's actually Oh, here. okay. All right. Well, the hot tubs are <laughs> well, they can't the see screen. what's over there. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. In the hot uh, tub room. Well, well, there's definitely a lot of hot young girls here. I mean, I can't complain about that. students. <laughs> so. <laughs> They're still hot. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Look at Chris Payne being, being Chris Payne. Right away, just going right back to being Chris Payne. Somebody's laughing. I love it. It's, it's Sunday at 9 place. p.m. and he's just I right back in. Just right back in. Oh, hot girls. <laughs> I am who I am. That's all I'm going to say. But yeah. Anyway. Um, this has been awesome. It really has, man. We're not shutting it down yet, but um, if you want to do another song, that'd be cool. Play something off the new record, something yeah. that no one's ever heard of that's just going to be amazing. What do you mean? Pressure's on. That uh, no one's ever heard the new record. 
<laughs> what are you trying to say? You just said it's not being played on the radio in Chicago. <laughs> There's other ways to. Oh, okay, you're right. Q101's you're right. been podcast. playing uh, a song called Mansplainer, but by I'm the not way, Q101 is kicking ass right now. I think yeah. they sound great. Everybody keeps calling it Q101. I was just going to say, can we call it Q101? Now? It's totally not. What are Q1. they now? It's 101 WKQX. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, they didn't buy Q101 again. No. Okay. No. It's completely different. Oh, completely different. Yeah. But they've, give, they've given us some love. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, they've been really good, good they've to been us. They've been supportive. I do like much. it. It sounds great. Yeah. Very it sounds much. great. Um, way more than they had to be. So we really thank them for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Here's cool. a song. It's called Age Group Champion. And uh, you can relate to this one. <laughs> I know that's true. Black flags at half-mast You're outclassed by your past The last of the innocent men The age group champion Your lungs are made of leather You're a lonely shade of grey You tighten up the tether I believe 
awesome. It's great. Congrats yeah. again. No, thank, thank you, you guys for coming up and doing this. Reminds me of the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. The good, okay. good old days. Good old days for me. Field. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah, how'd you get how'd you get this uh, room? I've been doing work with Public Hotel the last year. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. So like we've been doing digital media projects on the weekends with them, myself and uh, Michael Wing from a group called Autograph and Midnight Conspiracy. He's a DJ and also a, a digital. Oh, he autograph. Does a lot of stuff. Turn up the radio. Autograph autograph from 1983. Autograph, right? With an F. It's a <laughs> oh, DJ. Okay, yeah. okay. Autograph. Not our generation. Yeah. So I've been doing digital projects with public for about a year it's now. Ridiculous. And I, I really like laid it on kind of thick. And I was like, it's my 10 year anniversary. Like, can I use a really cool room? It's going to be a visual podcast. Like, and then they somehow let me do it. They right. caved. Yeah. You wore them down. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Calling no, some favors. This room is pretty incredible. The view during the day. I mean, the view at night is really great, but the view during the day was was really something. So it's got a wonderful video. view of the public housing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they wanted me to say. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one last memory, Scott, and then then I'm been, I'm done. I'm done. But I've been thinking about <laughs> oh, this all day. Memory. Okay. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. No, my memory. It's like my this memory. Is be tough. My memory. My memory. I've been thinking about this stuff all day, knowing that we were going to sit down together, and I was going to meet Ryan. Go um, on. So um, well, so we're I, re- I remember. <laughs> I was in a room with you, and some someone else was interviewing you. But I, I was there for whatever reason, and uh, asked and you. That person uh, asked, was Larry King. Could have been. Could have been. Um, not really. So I, I don't remember exactly what the question was, but the gist is that our guest, just whatever, was that um, was that you know you being local H being on an alternative radio station at the time and how did you feel about it and you know your music's played right next to the smashing pumpkins or whatever and and, and like how do you how does that feel, how does it make you feel because you were more of like a punk band in the early days and and you said well i'm okay as long as i'm on a radio station that plays do you remember the artist did I say Led Zeppelin? You said Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, Ozzy yeah. Osbourne. You said as long Same as Local thing. H is playing a radio station that plays Ozzy Osbourne, that's where I want to be. That's where I see Local H going. Is that where you're at now? Uh, in, in my head, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah, Do you still listen to Ozzy? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I still listen to that stuff all the time. Oh my God! There was a day that I could play the rhythm guitar part to Rain, uh, Ronnie James Dio's "Rainbow in the Dark." I can't do it now. I can't do it now. Yes. Oh yeah, I love it, man. I am an '80s rock guy through and through. I can't give it up. It's not the Foo Fighters. It's Dio. Dio. Yeah. So, um, are you guys working on any covers right now, or thinking about anything that you want to do? No, no. Um, Doing Chuck the Monkey a little bit. Uh, we did Chuck the Monkey yeah, not too long ago. Yeah, okay. for the AV Club, right? Uh-huh. That's the most yeah. recent one. Cool. Yeah. Did you dress up like a monkey, or have I been doing this for 10 hours? <laughs> we dressed yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. I had the monkey body, and he had the monkey head. Yeah. That's right. You're right. It was a gorilla body, gorilla head. Yeah. yeah. It's hard so. to remember like what's real and what's not after doing 10 straight hours of this. <laughs> I bet. Some of my great memories of the uh, local H covers was um, happening Halloween at the Double Door. Mm-hmm. Those were some great nights. Now, how many how many years did you guys do the Double Door we Halloween show? We did that show? for 10. And then after 10, we were like, well, we pretty much done everybody. So <laughs> let's 
stop this. Did you guys do ZZ Top? We did yeah. ZZ Top. That was a really and, and fun. And you had one. the spinning guitars, the f- furry guitars. We had the spinning guitars, which we had done a, a bunch of practices and even like opened for ourselves for a few shows. Put the beard on and everything and played as ZZ Top because we were on tour and opened up for a few shows. And then we came back and he had to modify the guitar. And so the guitar was. In order for it to spin around, it was out here rather than up against your body. So it's like I had to completely play a different way all these songs that I could barely play in the first place. So it was pretty tough. What was your favorite cover band of all of those years at the Double Door for Halloween? Um, well, the one that I think we probably did the best was a band I don't even like was The Doors. Uh, <laughs> but I like, like it was just pulled it off so well and it was great and people were losing their minds like people like girls were getting on the stage and taking their clothes off and I'm like you know we're not really the doors right <laughs> but it just it went so well and it was so, so funny and Jim Morrison such buffoonery that you know you could just make jokes all night and just that, everything that came out of his mouth was one brilliant. Where you drank the can of cream of mushroom soup. No, that's when we did ACDC. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so I, I, I <laughs> drank. Uh, I was. We did half of it where I was Bon Scott, and then half of it was Brian Johnson. So after a few songs of Bon Scott, I drank a beer that was full of cream of mushroom soup. Right, right. And then puked all over myself oh. and died. And died. <laughs> and then came came out as. He got dragged <laughs> off, and then came out as as Brian, Brian Johnson. Johnson. And then here comes back in black. Right. And then, yeah, well, then we start with Hell's Bells, and then the last song we played was Back in Black, and then uh, at the end, Bon Scott came back out, <laughs> resurrected. He was back. So ACDC's, ACDC's yeah. coming to Wrigley Field September, by the way. I think I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I think I'm, I bought my I tickets think I'm really kind of excited. To weeks be there. ago. Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah. Too bad the drummer's like in jail. Our, our, uh, he's got an ankle bracelet or something. So Dirty deeds. It happens. It <laughs> definitely happens. So anyway, it's good to see you guys again, man. Good to see you. Nice to meet you, Ryan. Nice to meet you Absolutely. Too. So are you going to try to talk this guy into doing the Double Door Halloween show this year? And if so, who would be your favorite cover band that you'd want to be, Ryan? Well, I mean, who haven't you done that we could do? I think all the great ones have been done. We could still do. Um, we could do Abba. We could still do. You could uh, do Abba. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Frankie we could do that. We haven't done that. Okay, we Frankie goes to Hollywood. Doing that Wham thing, weren't we? Oh, yeah, we could do Wham. <laughs> that would be pretty great. Before you go, go. You yeah. know, it's my jitterbug. <laughs> um, Very nice. Very nice. We got like five minutes left. Oh, one more song. One more song. God. One more song. Can you do one more? Unless you have sure. anything you want to say. Yeah, hello, why don't you... Well, wait. we're going to do a, a quick outro at the end. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feature my whole team. Oh, okay. But if you want to do a whole another song, we can we can do that. Then I'll feature everyone who made this possible. It's up to you. Okay, you, um, can we do both? <clears throat> Hi, Mike. Yeah, can yeah, we? yeah. You want to do a cover? Um, either Toxic... Oh, that's not working. I'm sorry. What's it? Uh, a, a wolf and what's that, what's that cover like band? You wolf did? and like me. We, yeah, wolf like me. Uh, yeah, I think we can do that one.
Thanks for that, man. I appreciate that. Of course. Very much. Awesome. That was amazing. Yeah, I'm I, sorry. So <laughs> awesome. I love it. Thank you, Jaime. Congratulations, man, on no, your ten years. Thank you guys for being part of I mean, for being part of everything. Scott, you know, Ryan, who we we've just met in the last year, but thank you for being part of this. And You're Scott welcome. has man endured so many interviews with me and been part of so many things I've done and it's he has so much patience and that's been incredible to always have him involved yes that is the thing that I want to always be remembered for how much patience I've had <laughs> <laughs> to when ten it comes more to years, years. Yeah. to oh, ten more yeah. years of patience yeah, yeah. and there then Chris go. Payne and having like, said that <laughs> okay <laughs> awesome congratulations yeah. now, let's Thank get you your staff up here buddy yeah, yeah. All right, so we got this, the whole crew here. All right, so this is the final segment. We, we just did 10 hours, which, like, A, why did you guys let me do that? Um, but let's go down the line, have everyone introduce themselves, and, and talk about what you're doing with Dynasty Podcasts. You can start, Ingrid. Oh, gosh. Um, well, I'm Ingrid, and my whole role in this was basically um, helping produce and... Uh, run the live stream, which it was holding out for a little bit, but it didn't make it the full 10 hours. The computer kind of died. But, but the fact that it uh, made it like <laughs> nine and a half hours out of 10 is incredible. True. Yeah. So, yeah, Prove and me have been working on that. And um, apart from doing the live stream, we've been editing a lot of the individual podcasts and interviews that you do. Yeah. And, yeah. My name is Audrey. Um, a little bit closer. I'm Audrey. Um, I'm the producer for this, so I pretty much handle the booking and scheduling for the 10 hours. Um, can't say I've ever scheduled 50-plus guests for anything. <laughs> or 10 hours for the program. For 10 hours, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was crazy, but it was a good experience. Um, always inspiring to see Jaima do his work and to be involved with everything. Um, so, yeah, it's been great working with him. He's a great, great mentor. Um, yeah, always appreciate everything he does for us. Mm-hmm. Marcus, you're brand new. I am new. <laughs> and i um, fortunate enough to be a part of it thus far. Uh, we're working on the website now. In the next coming weeks, we're going to do a launch, and I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm actually coding some new stuff uh, for 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 your website uh, that I have not done yet. Um, so I'm really excited to see how it's going to all fold, uh, unfold. And um, I'm just happy to be a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We're happy to have you, man. Prove. My name is Prove. For the last five or six weeks, we have been meeting on Sundays to learn Haima's magical, meticulous... Um, <laughs> ways of capturing this on audio and video and live streaming it and these other things that I don't even can't really explain such as Audrey like walking out the phone on some other not even sure what it's called but like I was watching people like log in and like message her things that are like kind of bizarre it's kind of bizarre she's like Showing me like m- messages that random people from like Iraq are sending. Yeah, they're like, like, "We're from Iraq. Like, <laughs> we're out in France. Plays a song." Wow! Yeah, it's really shout out uh, to Dynasty X reaching Iraq. Wow. That's pretty amazing. 
Um, so meanwhile, I've been editing some podcasts that Haima did, you know, 2013, 2014. We have a back catalog, man. We're about to release this all that next year, week. Yeah. Um, but it's totally cool. Um, very grateful to have this opportunity, and I um, feel like I've been learning a lot from from these interviews. A lot of stuff that. Um, I consider more valuable than half, more than half the stuff that I've learned in school. <laughs> that's so, your words. That's, I, I no, keep there, so I'm not saying no, that. No, 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 I mean, that I can personally apply to my life and my career um, directly. It's very valuable. And then Mary? Uh, I'm Mary. I am also a new intern, intern here, besides Marcus. Uh, this is my first event with the group and it's been and it's been 10 hours and we're on yeah the 10th hour but it's it's been really fun and a really great experience and I've learned a lot today and this whole summer with a lot of help from Audrey and obviously you it's been a really great learning experience and I'm really excited for the school year to start I have class yeah, we have class that's always so fun yeah. <laughs> but I'm really excited for the school year and what else the internship has, and congrats on 10 years. Thank yeah. you for being part of it, and I don't want to keep you guys too long because you've been doing this for 10 hours now, but <laughs> thank you so much for, for making this happen because I physically could not have done this by myself, and emotionally and mentally, like, could not have done this by myself. I couldn't have booked 50 guests and scheduled all of it on top.